Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Is Morgan Spurlock's confession of his sexual impropriety a good thing or a bad thing? That's the question we're asking on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, last night, Morgan Spurlock wrote a, a very lengthy post, or at least that's when I came upon it. It was yesterday that he... Um, shared a long post where he calls himself part of the problem. And he goes into detail about some of the um, transgressions he's made and uh, in different ways he's treated women. And we want to know, is this a good thing or a bad thing that he has preemptively come out and shared this before it got exposed by someone else. So for those of you who don't know Morgan Spurlock, you would know uh, things like Supersize Me, the film in 2004. He's a documentarian. Um, he has also contributed in many other ways. Features like Bullets Over Broadway in 1994, Kiss of Death in 1995. And um, he has worked on other uh, documentary programs as well as TV shows, CNN, to name a few. So that's who he is. And, you know, it just I think it again was yesterday or the day before I mused aloud, you know, it would be interesting to see somebody come forth preemptively to account for behavior uh, like sexual assault and harassment germane to this whole conversation and this whole time that we find ourselves in the Me Too movement. It would be interesting to see somebody come forward preemptively and see how the world would react. Well, guess what? As you just laid out very clearly, Colleen, we now have that chance and I will say that if you read his entire post, it was through Twitter, this like it's a, it's a longer Twitter post that he uh, that he linked to on his account. So you can read it at length. And I will just say, as far as I am concerned, I found it to be very refreshing in many ways. That is not to say he is a good human being. In fact, the thing that is refreshing about his particular post, and maybe we can read some examples and some uh, excerpts for listeners to give them a feeling. It is not to say that he is a good person, but he was refreshing in his honesty about his horrible, horrible behavior. Mm -hmm. And it's titled, this whole piece is titled, I'm part of the problem. And he reiterates throughout, lest you think he is saying otherwise, that he believes he is part of the problem. Mm -hmm. um, and he he uh, admits to uh, a rape allegation that took place when he was in college. Mm -hmm. uh, he admits to being unfaithful to everybody he's ever been in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. He admits to having a problem with uh, alcohol and a whole host of other transgressions in this particular post. That, to me, is what I found uh, fascinatingly refreshing was that he was very open. Yes. About his behavior. And 651-641-1071, if you have read all or part of Morgan Spurlock's confession, again, titled, I am part of the problem, uh, and you have any thoughts or want to share with us, um, the question we're asking is, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Now, I would say, generally speaking, I feel like it is a good thing, but my my response to Morgan Spurlock's actual post 
is I don't feel like he gets it all the way yet. What makes you say that? Well, I think he understands that he is part of the problem and he sees how he um, how he has contributed or how he has responded. Um, he tells the story. So there's two kind of incidents in there that he outlines um, and well, one is an incident and one is a question he asks Okay, that to me just feel like I don't think he's understanding this all the way. Sure. So the first one is he tells the story of the woman who has accused him of rape. And it is a woman that he uh, was he went to he was in college at the time. And what he writes is a girl who I hooked up with on a one night stand accused me of rape. Uh, he says there were no charges or investigations, but she wrote about the instance in a short story writing class and called me by called me by name. And then he heard about it through another friend afterwards. So he says, that's not what happened. Okay. And he says, this wasn't how I remembered it all at all, which rings so close to what everybody, that same refrain we've heard from other people. That's not how I remember it. Then he goes to tell about how he remembers it. Okay. Listen to this. He says, we'd been drinking all night. We went back to my room. We began fooling around. She pushed me off. Then we laid on the bed and talked and laughed some more. And then we began fooling around again. We took off our clothes. She said she didn't want to have sex. So we laid together and talked and kissed and laughed. And then we started having sex. I I read this aloud to my husband yesterday. And I said, I just read that to you. What did you, what did you hear in that? And he sort of was like, well, you know, like, it just sounds like they were kind of fooling around. I was like, no, she said no. She said no. And he remembers that. And when he tells the story, he remembers that. But he says, I don't remember it the same way. No, you do remember it the same way, Morgan Spurlock. You remember it the exact same way. You just want to call it something different. You said she didn't want to have sex. And then you ended up having sex. Did at any point you remember the part where she said, yes, I changed my mind? Did that happen? No. So that's the first part where I'm like, okay, he doesn't, I don't think he all the way gets this. Mm -hmm. The second part that I had a really hard time with was he, he is trying to, by himself, get to the bottom of why he behaves this way. Yeah. So he lists a lot of things that uh, he says might be the reason why. Is it because my father left my mother when I was a child or, or that she believed he never respected her and that disrespect carried over to their son? Or is it because I've been drinking since the age of 13 and I've never been sober for more than a week in 30 years? Um, is it because of the daily depression I've coped with? He kind of has this list of things why, which I don't think it's a bad thing that he's sharing those things or that he's being introspective in that way. But it almost, to me, almost has a whiff of excuse. Like, there are plenty of people who have similar experiences in life that haven't done the things you're admitting to. So that's what I mean when I say I just don't feel like he all the way gets it. However, I admire him for taking the opportunity to be introspective and be thoughtful and try to understand. And I'm hopeful that after doing this, he will begin to understand better. I I just, I really read that entire, where he lays everything out. First of all, it's a narrative. So he's telling a story and I, and, and, I, and again, it's gross, right? Because mm-hmm. of all of his behavior is actually gross. And I think he's fully aware that his behavior is horrendous, which is why he claims throughout that he is part of this problem. Um, 
The thing that I found refreshing about it, though, is that he seems to say all of those things, um, you know, like, is it because of this or is it because of that? And and I don't think he's using those as excuses. I think he's saying these are the things that people will often bring forth. Again, I can't speak for him, but you do see people repeatedly bringing up like, well, this happened to me, this happened to me or this happened. He He lays all those things out. But then if you keep reading, he does say, I don't know. None of these things matter when you chip away at someone and consistently make them feel like less of a person. Mm -hmm. So I think he has an awareness that he is. So and I think Holly uh, and feel free to jump in. We were talking a little bit about this this morning. I get like at the end of this, you go, wow, you're a disgusting person. But I I marvel at his self-awareness because he realizes that he is a horrible person, doesn't seem to know why. And is not necessarily making excuses for why he's a horrible person. In fact, he lays out all of the excuses he could have and then says, I don't know. And that's what I think is so interesting because he almost ends this thing with, like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do now other than I know I'm going to continue to be honest. So presumably, if you're, um, you know, if you're somebody in, in this particular position, you'd hope that he's going to start maybe going to therapy, maybe stay sober a little while, because if any of the things that he's written are true, meaning he hasn't been sober for more than a week in 30 years, then you'd want him to maybe address those issues. Because it's not to say that that excuses the behavior that's happened, but clearly he at once is a very broken person, Mm -hmm. but yet has an awareness that I don't think we've we've seen uh, in public from really anyone matt lauer harvey weinstein you know they might around the edges say things like i maybe mario batali like he didn't really argue with anything he just kind of said sounds like me Mm -hmm. but but i do think that you have to like marvel doesn't mean you approve and it doesn't mean you you know invite him over to dinner uh, or let him, you know, have millions of dollars to do whatever film project he wants to work on next but i do marvel that he is um being so public about all of the things that clearly all those other guys are probably doing. They're just not saying Saying it. it. Sure. Yeah. And I all, but I I see both of your points and I see him taking control of the narrative by publishing this story. And that is definitely something we have not seen yet. Yes. We haven't seen that yet because by taking control of the narrative and admitting these things out in public, I think you put yourself in a legal position that not a lot of people want to put themselves into. So I think that he's getting ahead of the story and saying all of those things about what happened to him personally just as a way to control what people would perceive to be bad you yeah know, I mean, what is bad when behavior. you write the story you get to uh, again you control the narrative and and you could have a cynical take on all of this yeah right? because for all we know somebody who's capable of doing these things is also capable of writing very well mm-hmm. so i don't i don't doubt that any of that is possible i just think that again um it's fascinating the time in which we live and where we've now gotten to the point where people are actually willing to bring their garbage parts of themselves Mm -hmm. and put them out on the curb for everyone to see. And clearly, as we've just done over the last 15 minutes. And one more thing before we go, Colleen, when you were Mm rereading Morgan Spurlock's account of that incident that happened in college, there is a story, a fiction story that was published in the New Yorker this weekend called Cat Person. 
and it oh, is, yeah. it it's a story about a young woman in college and an encounter that she has with a man. Okay, can and you, it has echoes of that. Okay, can you pa- can we hit the pause button on yep. that? Because we do have to take a break. When we come back, we will uh, circle back and finish uh, our conversation about Morgan Spurlock's confession over Twitter about some of his um, indiscretions Ooh. on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Lori and Julia. Everyone was obsessed last year, the last 15 months with Heggy. Heggy. Huga. 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 And I'm the one who told you about it. You didn't even know, and you're the decor lady. Your home decor. And what? It's a Swedish. uh, It's Danish. All right. (laughs) H-Y-G-G-E. This is starting out so well. Can we start all over? Okay. Because I told you about it. I know you did. It's called Hega. No, Huga. 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 H O O G A H. It's a tricky word like Chanaka Hanukkah because yeah. it's spelled H Y G G E. Huga. Huga. Lori and Julia with producer Donnie Love on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. The radio home of borrowing your parents' HBO Go password. My Talk 1071. We were just dissecting Morgan Spurlock's very lengthy uh, tweet where he outlined some of his bad decisions in his treatment of women on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Quite possibly rape. Exactly. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And specifically, yes, there was one piece of his uh, his his um, tweet yesterday that explains a story about a woman who he knew in college and he found out as an adult later uh that that she had accused him of raping her in an essay that she had written in an essay class he found out about it through another friend who was in the same class and named him by name um and he shares his own account of it which when i read his account it sounds like rape to me well holly you um you raised the flag that there was um an, an article or short story. a short story in a publication that that reminded you of. Yeah, so this story was pretty viral over the weekend. It's a short story from the New Yorker magazine. It's called Cat Person. You may have seen a lot of people talking about this story online, but reading Morgan Spurlock's tweet, his story that he tells in that tweet definitely has shades of the story that unfolds in Cat Person, meaning that the sexual encounter in Cat Person is full of ambiguities and different perceptions of what happened mm-hmm. in the encounter. And some recrimination. I mean, yeah. essentially, this woman has a relationship with an older man uh, after things don't go well and horrible. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And are apparently very awful. He then sort of reveals a mean streak. Yeah, and it was just fascinating. So hmm. I, I definitely recommend, now the story might be behind a paywall if you don't have a subscription to the magazine, but I'll tweet it out at Holly D. Roberts and you can just read the story for yourself. And it is, it, it's it's that different perceptions of sexual encounters that Morgan Spurlock talks about that you're just like, huh, okay. Interesting. Okay, Morgan Spurlock. When you, yeah. but when you hear him, I'm just curious. When you hear him recount that story, do you hear rape in it? I'll just read it again for those who are just mm-hmm. joining us. Um, this is what he says. He he says of the, the woman, this is Morgan Spurlock, talking about a woman who accused him of raping her when they had... Uh, They had a one night stand, he calls it, in college. And he says the following. He says, I don't remember it that way of the event. He says, we'd been drinking all night. We went back to my room. We began fooling around. She pushed me off. Then we laid in the bed and talked and laughed some more. And then we began fooling around again. We took off our clothes. She said she didn't want to have sex. So we laid together and talked and kissed and laughed. And then we started having sex. I honestly, immediately, I didn't even need to get on to the part that comes after that, where she starts crying immediately afterwards. And he says, what, what are you thinking about? And she says, the light bright. And he said, what? And she said, light bright. That's a kid's toy. That's all I can see and think about. And then she cried. And then I tried to comfort her. And then I thought that I was, she was doing okay. I thought she was feeling better about the fact that you just raped her. I mean, I'm yeah. sorry. When I read that, I go to. She said no. Yeah, I no. don't think I don't think a reasonable person would say that that's not rape. I don't think he. I mean, what the thing that's refreshing in this is not that he is uh, unaware that he raped someone, but that he's being honest about that. So that to me is not even up for argument. The fact that she said she didn't want to have sex and they had sex should indicate to him that that is rape. But what I'm nitpicking is it doesn't sound like he's... Oh, clearly. It, yeah. He has no idea. He's able to understand that. Right. You're, a, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. And he's still not able to understand yeah. that in all of the text that he wrote in this tweet. He and still says, not said, I'm part of the problem. Yeah. But he doesn't see how he's part of the problem. Right. And again, I think, you know, if just that piece alone and people's differing viewpoints about that is exactly what the problem is right now. That right there. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's crazy, stupid idiot time. We've got some dumb people doing dumb things, and we want to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. But you are, Blanche. You are in that chair. Entertainment. We've got your crazy, stupid idiots on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We are streaming live at MyTalk1071.com and we are doing everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. 
Yes. We're going international. Ooh. We are going to we're going to China. And uh, I want to tell you about ooh, a big fire that happened at a at a hookah manufacturing company Weird. in China, right? Okay. Um, we don't know how the fire started, but that doesn't even matter. All we do know is this. Um, there were some people, onlookers. I mean, this is a gigantic fire. I don't know like how many alarms, but it looks like a five alarm if there is such a thing, fire. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's huge. You can see the the fire and the flames billowing out of the building. Uh, and this is according to video that was taken by onlookers. What you also see is one of the employees of the hookah manufacturing company running back into the building and then emerging with his cell phone. Um, oh, no. He ran into a burning building to save his best friend. No, well, I mean, I can kind of an relate. animal. My phone no. is kind of my best friend. Oh, my gosh. You can get a new one. You do not need to sacrifice life and limb for your mobile phone. There's a cloud. That's true. It works That's out true. just fine. He I mean, he comes out of the fire. They he's engulfed in flames. His clothing is burned to a crisp. He's luckily alive. If you leave your phone... Are you phone calling a, a in, burnt man a crazy, stupid idiot? The poor man is burnt. No, I mean... Hasn't his, he suffered enough? No, he doesn't have... I mean, his clothing is burned. Oh, he didn't uh, He burn didn't himself. burn him. He, oh, okay. I mean, he probably well, has small just, burns. Yeah. He's not like... I mean, it's he's just not hospitalized. Burns. He's like walking around yeah, with his cell band-aids. phone, probably calling his wife to tell her, I'm fine. I just ran in to yeah, get my well, cell see, phone. Yeah, well, had he gotten his cell phone, he wouldn't have been able to call her and tell her that Can he had burnt that? himself trying um, to get his phone. Or, oh, you know, he could just use a friend's phone. I mean, luckily, somebody was there at the ready with a fire extinguisher to, you know, save his life. He did not get his clothes just burnt. I am looking at this footage right now. He is crispy. Oh, whoops. Sorry oh, about that. No, what? Ooh. Well, he's walking. Oh, my God. Those are his clothes. That's not no, his clothes. that's his skin. Oh. No. All of his clothes are burnt off, Colleen. That is his skin. No. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Okay. No. I mean, you can keep saying no I mean, all you walking. want. I mean, he's walking just fine. He looks fine. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got some damage, is what I'm saying. Well, I think, yeah, he started with like some his damage. clothes are literally like the front of his shirt is his belly. Are you sure? Did you see the initial footage of him walking away I'm from the building? It. He looks fine. Okay. Okay. I mean, I no I, sane person would yeah. say the words "he looks fine." Okay. Well, what he comes out of a wall of fire. Here's completely my completely in flames. It's, okay, I'm reading the article. It I mean, says he, he can it, be seen walking around with torn clothing. Yeah. Replace the word "fine" with "alive." Okay. Look and at I that picture of him that's highlighted, where he's like covered. He looks like what is that? That uh, superhero. Fire person. Fireman. No. Oh, the human torch. He looks From like fireman. Fantastic yeah. All I'm going to say is this: just y'all, don't leave your phone. Let it burn. It's okay. Oh God, he is not right in the head. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay. 
Bye. Bye. Oh, okay. Is it my turn yes. now? All right. So uh, you were in China. Where mm-hmm. was that in China? I've always wanted to go. Uh, it was in the, I didn't specify. Okay. Well, we're going to go. It was in go their hookup manufacturing at the, at the one. I'm sure there's just one in China because mm-hmm. I keep getting emails uh, telling me, by the way, sex dolls and most recently sex toys. Oh, interesting. If I wanted to buy and sell uh, sex toys, uh, there's a manufacturer in China that would like to give me a great deal. Oh, that's lovely. But I want to now tell you a story from a lady named Candy. And Candy wrote a story about uh, a dispute that happened recently in a Seattle pizza restaurant. And it brought the heat, man. Mm-hmm. Oof, it brought the heat. Not quite like the uh, story you just shared. I will tell you that for free. Uh, not that kind of heat. No. Um, I want to tell you the story about a lady, an anonymous lady who was at a pizza restaurant. And officers were called to this pizza restaurant mm, about 2.15 in the a.m. And uh, this was in the Capitol Hill region of Seattle. I don't know. Anyway, uh, she claimed that uh, employees at a pizza restaurant that she was at were yelling at her, they were name-calling her, and they were doing naughty things. And she left that restaurant with a friend. And then what happened next will change your life forever. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I would have left the restaurant, too, if people were doing that. duh. But Uh, what then happened? No, somebody threw a garbage can lid at her friend and hit him in the leg. Yeah, right? So the police arrive and they're like, whoa, what happened? And she's like, yeah, I don't know, something about a leg and my friend. But that is not what I am concerned about. And they were like, okay, ma'am, what are you concerned about? I am concerned that the pizza restaurant did not have Maestri Ratchet sauce. <laughs> and they were like, what? Uh, it turned out that she got into that yelling match and... Uh, Yelling match? Yes. Yelling match and name-calling match with the uh, pizza place at 2.15 in the a.m. because she did not feel as though she had received the sufficient amount of sriracha sauce as required for her dietary consumption (laughs) with her pizza. And so that is when the disgruntled sriracha lady left, and that is when some guy came out of nowhere and um, basically ninja'd a garbage can lid at her friend's leg. She did not care about her friend's leg. Mm -mm. She was like, he'll be fine. Go back to the pizza restaurant and tell them what's what because they don't got enough sriracha for nobody, and it's 2.15 a.m. I want my pizza and my sriracha. Quick question. Yeah. Were drugs or alcohol involved? Not to my knowledge. Okay, but I'm here to tell you, nothing nothing good happens at 2.15 a.m. at a pizza restaurant. Well, as my mom always used to say, my my dear grandmother, Mm -hmm. actually, may she rest her soul in peace, whatever you say. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Ain't nothing good. The only thing, no. Yeah, nothing's open after. Ain't nothing good open after 11 (laughs) o'clock. Oh, gosh. Okay, hold on. Let's do this again. Let's do this again. Let's do this again. Nothing open past 11 o'clock except legs. Mm -hmm. There you go. Anyway. um, You were asking me about sriracha on pizza. Yeah. Don't you get like real excited for sriracha? I hate the stuff. I'm kind of, you know what? I've, I've peaked. You were, I'm sorry, but I do remember that you were at once obsessed. Oh yes. And I would put it on all of the things. I think I just like, it'll come back. Don't get me wrong. I just sort of got tired of it. It'll come back. I despise hot sauce really? generally All? because it because I have a I don't know if you know this, Colleen. A delicate palate. No, I have a super taster. Mm-hmm. Uh, my tongue is a super taster mm-hmm. device. Like you put something on it, you can taste. I can it. taste. And I don't know what it is. I'm just very sensitive to hot sauce, and so a little bit of hot sauce, and I can't taste anything but hot sauce. Mm. So it renders my palate. 
confused. Okay. See, I kind of like that. It excites me. So does me. Jamie. He he will like be sweating, and I'm like, God, you're wasting. And also, he will put it on food that I have made for him without tasting the food that I made for him without putting hot sauce on it. That's rude. Which is the rudest thing that you could do rude. to a person who yeah. personally hand cooks your meals. Yeah, don't do that. And Sorry. don't. Yeah, just generally speaking, don't over. Don't season anything. Salt, pepper. I don't care what it is. If you Correct. haven't already tasted it. Correct. Although I will put salt on it, whether you've already salted it or not. I know. Because I have an issue. But. I have that. I have that. Um, okay. Let's go to Detroit for this mm. last crazy, stupid idiot. Rock City. Exactly. Um, so uh, it, this happens in the middle of the night. What do I always say, Bradley? Ain't nothing good. No, not that open thing. Past that was your grandmother. But legs. I say you're always on camera. camera. You're always on camera. At about 11.58 p.m. on December 4th, a gentleman uh, wearing sweatpants and a jacket, approached a Auto Lab Complete Car Care Center. Mm, that's a fancy title. Casing the joint. Ooh. Uh, he proceeded to use a planter to throw at the window to gain access to the building. What was the place again? Uh, an Auto Lab Complete Car Care Center. What the heck would there be in there that you'd want? I mean, who knows? Like, I if he's, you know, if he's a handy guy, maybe he was looking for car parts. That he could sell on the car part market? I don't know. What do I know? All I know is this. He did end up leaving empty-handed. But before doing so, he fell and exposed his buttocks to the surveillance camera. Oh. Um, seems appropriate. Police describe the man as five foot ten, 245 pounds, wearing Oof. a black coat with five, red on the sleeves. 240? 245. Oof. Yep. With torn pants and a black hat and an exposed buttocks. Was it an intentional oh, exposed buttocks? No, his pants, he was wearing sweatpants. You know how that goes. Sometimes those things, they just slide on down. Um, I wear sweatpants on the regs. I've never had my fanny hang out. I guess neither have I, but uh, he did. He ended up mooning the camera um, after he fell. Um, they are still looking for him. I forgot to mention this kind of interesting part. He arrived barefoot. What? Who? What? I mean, <laughs> that's the thing that gets you. Well, His just, butt crack is hanging out, and you're like, I don't why know. doesn't he have footwear? I feel like accidental crack is everywhere. But you, you know, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Like, oh, yeah. you wear shoes. If you're going to steal, you <laughs> idiot, put on some shoes. I bet that's why he left. I bet he broke that glass, and he had bare feet. Crunch, crunch. Yes. I'm just saying, mm. look for the guy with the cut-up feet. Well, yeah, there no should have John been John McClain, you know. Oh, Die Hard. Oh. He's thinking Die Hard. It's my favorite Christmas movie. I shouldn't say yeah. that today because he's in the hospital. I'm sorry. I didn't know. It's okay. But he's going to be good. When we come back, we're going to get to your answer to today's Daily Snap Judgment. Our question today was Chex Mix or Gardettos. Also, we will reveal who our fourth Chris is in the four, the 12 days of Chris's. We'll tell you all of that after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Wednesdays on Jason and Alexis in the morning, it's the birthday prank. You said in your email that you're supposed to be at happy hour right now. Yeah. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to call and say you've been arrested. Uh, My wife took her top off at the bar. Yeah, they had to actually chase her down. She started to go down the alley. Oh, my 
Gosh, she doesn't even drink that much. Well, maybe that's the problem, sir. Is she okay? She's okay. She's just, uh, right now, she's... I'm sorry. Ma'am, you're going to have to sit down. She's actually beating on the window right now and spitting against the glass. Do you have a bail bondsman that you usually use in these circumstances? I've never had this circumstance. I don't even know what to do. Hey, Hannah, why don't you tell Seth that he's just been birthday pranked? Happy birthday, babe! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Are you serious? (laughs) Birthday prankings with Jace and Dawn, but not Alexis because she's bad at lying to people. Wednesday mornings at 7.20 on My Talk 107.1. The radio home of season four really jumped the shark, but five's good again. My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Tex-Mex or Gardettos? That's our question on the Facebook page, the My Talk 107.1 Facebook page. On the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I am Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Hey. And when we ask you the question, Chex yeah. Mix or Gardettos, you all had uh, some very interesting answers. I say when and where, and give me some Gardettos and Chex Mix, please. Other wo- in other words, all of the above. Um, Ching. John said, "I'd go Chex Mix if it's just Chex. Otherwise, Gardettos." Oh, do you? Wait, hold. I'm gonna. Can I do this for that one? Hold on. I can't find my. There it is. I would do Chex Mix if it's just Chex. That's not a mix. If it's just Chex, you're just that's just Chex. Okay. So then you're just getting Chex. Okay. I feel like you're, you know. What? What did you? I don't know. What do you think that means? I don't know. I mean, Chex if you mix, just want Chex, you just right? get a box of Chex. It's not a mix. Do you still get Chex? Do you write Chex? Oh, you're talking about the oh the what were you talking legal about? tender? I was talking about the cereal. I'll give you some legal tender. Okay. You know Loving. what? Okay. Right after the show, I'd like for you to... <laughs> oh, just, hey! No! I'd like for you to yes. accompany me to an office. Oh, go. Oh. Oh. And we shall talk to some people. No, I'm just HR kidding. doesn't stand for hot and ready. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just like a Little Caesars. hey Oh, my... Little Caesars. Okay. <sighs> Patty said, Chex Mix made with olive oil instead of butter. It's amazing. You should try it. Olive oil and butter sounds grody. She said, olive oil instead of butter. Oh, good. I, I would say butter. <laughs> okay. So, we weren't posing an either or question to you. Hey, I'm allowed to have opinions. Jennifer said, Gardetto's, the rye chips are the bomb. Ding. Yeah, I love them rye chips. They're they're there's they're not very rye though, right? Aren't they pumpernickel? What's the difference between pumpernickel and uh, <laughs> rye? What is the difference? Uh, I think one pumper... doesn't have rye in it. Probably, what's in the pumpernickel? Pumpernickel is a dark rye, essentially. I believe it has like molasses in it, um, in a way that like a regular rye doesn't. Okay. My mom used to be a fan of the Jewish rye. Mm. Uh, but I, I do like a nice, dark uh, pumpernickel. You know who's a fan of pumpernickel? Who? Joe Friday from Dragnet. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I can't. <laughs> I'm done with this. Okay, bye. I <laughs> can't. Can we move on? Okay, listen, we've been celebrating. <laughs> you may or may not know this for the last three days. This is the fourth day of the 12 days of Chris's. 
I love you, Chris. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Chris O'Donnell, Chris Martin, Christopher Knight, and a whole Chris in a pine tree. So Chris O'Donnell is our Chris today that we are celebrating the 12 days of Chris's. Um, turns out... You know, can I ask a question? So we are celebrating a hot guys named Chris, 12 Days of Chris's, Chris Pine, Christopher Knight, Christina Aguilera. What was nope, yesterday? No, she's not on there. Chris Martin. Martin. Yeah. And today is Chris, Chris O'Donnell. O'Donnell. I don't know what a Chris O'Donnell is other than he was Robin mm-hmm. to uh, somebody's Batman. Mm-hmm. That would be Val Kilmer mm-hmm. oh, and George Clooney. Oh, God. So those two Oh, wait, movies. he did both of their Robins? Yes. I didn't realize he oh, was... Val Kilmer. He had two different Batmans. Really? There were two Robins? Yeah. No. No. He, he, was, he was Robin, Robin in twice. Two, in two different movies. Uh, no, I didn't know they had a Robin in two different yes, movies. Yes, in Batman Forever okay. and Batman and Robin. His best movie is Circle of Friends. That's what I was saying to Bradley before. He'd never, know he didn't know movie. anything about it. Mini I did Driver, see his so episode good. on... Um, uh, who do you think you are? No, oh, okay. who do you think you are? And I learned about his family history. It's very fascinating. But uh, as a person, I don't know uh, why. Why? Why who, a Chris Donnell? That it well, even is. Since you don't know a darn thing about Chris O'Donnell, I'm here to educate you guys today. Thank you. Whoa. Let's do a little Chris O'Donnell trivia in honor of him being the fourth Chris and during the twelve days of Chris. Let's all get to know. All right, Chris let's O'Donnell. get all get to know Chris O'Donnell. Okay. Chris O'Donnell's alma mater oh, is what Harvard. No. Close? A- Yale. No. MIT. No. Okay. Close. No, hold on. Geographically. Hold on. Geographically Boston close. College. That's it. Yes. Yay. I did it. I got it. Hi, what? Okay. <laughs> Next, for the record, and I'm going to inform the room now that you're all fired, except this is how it's going to work. We each get one answer, and before you get to do two answers, I get to have at least one. Thank you. Continue. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Donnie. <laughs> how many children... Does Chris O'Donnell have four? Bradley, I go to oh, Colleen said four. He has five children, three girls, and two boys. Oh, I can't verify that, but Bradley, I feel like you're cheating a little bit. No, I am I looking at anything? No, he's Colleen? not. He's no. really not. Well, he does have five kids. <laughs> yes, oh, I said something. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay, but HR, all right, hot next. Ready. All right, Chris O'Donnell <laughs> currently stars in what TV show, Bradley? Uh, it's a CI, it's an IC, an investigative show. <laughs> I'm going to go NCIS because I said that, but it's probably wrong. Not CSI? CSI? No, it's, N- it's NCIS, but which one? NCIS, but? I don't know that one. Wow. Which one? Special Spy Division? I don't know. What the hell do they name those dumb things? Miami-Dade County. I don't think that exists. NCIS I'm not 65. I don't watch NCIS. Donnie's right. Los Angeles. He has starred in 168 right. episodes of point. NCIS Los Angeles. P.S. I thought I was kidding when I said that I've seen his NCIS episode. I'm not kidding you. I thought I was joking. Go he, on. He has starred in 168 choking? of those. If you can believe oh, that. Wow. So he's that making he's making a paycheck for himself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, trying he to is. raise a family, cash a paycheck. He's not trying to be no Robin or fancy movie star anymore. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Please tell me. <laughs> What Los Angeles neighborhood Chris O'Donnell currently resides in? Ooh, ooh. Los Angeles neighborhood. It wouldn't be West Hollywood because that's very gay. Um, and technically, that's its own city. So, 
Um, <laughs> Hurry. Hollywood? Yes. yes. No. Wrong. Brentwood? No. No. Colleen. Calabasas? No. <laughs> where, does Jennifer, where does Jennifer Garner I don't like to hang up for her paparazzi f- uh, opportunities? Oh, near the farmer's market. Yeah. He lives at the farmer's market? No, near the... <laughs> That's Chris the O'Donnell lives in Pacific Palisades. Paducah Canyon. Oh, okay, there we go. That's Paducah right. Canyon? Paducah Canyon? That doesn't exist. Fake wow. news, Bradley. It just sounds like I a California like, name. I feel like I know him so well now. Hey, I knew he had five kids. Thank you. I'm like, who are we talking about again? It doesn't matter. Yeah. No. Uh, all right. Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> Yeah, we're Chris O'Donnell. We'll be back tomorrow, we think. Lori and Julia coming up next on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. You can breathe. You can blink. You can cry. Hell, you're all going to be doing that. Entertainment.